It's a it's pressed. No you, more. You he didn't, didn't point. point. He doesn't point. He, he doesn't, doesn't understand. Point. Every time. We're like Pavlov. Like. Yeah. We need you. We're, to we're waiting for the point. <laughs> well, it's not. We're it's not Pavlov's Pavlov. We're dog. like Pavlov's dog, right? No, but it was a good reference. Around, hey, I cannot. Five. I cannot say anything around y'all's family because you're. Yeah, it's all right, dude. Hayden. You're stupid. Yeah, it's it's the Frankenstein's Frankenstein's monster thing. You're yeah, right. Yeah. You got it. You got it. No, it's okay. You're all good. You got it, bro. You're good. You're smart. You really are. No, I'm, I'm just going home. What Nurse Hayden. <laughs> yeah. You knew what vertebrae like two, four, and five meant. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, What's I, don't up, know, guys? I still don't know what that is. You know? Fast track human name. Google it later. Later. <laughs> I just don't know Pamela. Apparently. <laughs> or. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the IP podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we left off. Yeah. We left off uh, last time. We were sitting with Austin Black, and Austin's back with us again. Hey, Austin, what's up, everybody? Ooh. And um, we just wanted to extend the time that we had. Uh, um, you know, I think that just hearing stories is is like a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, just knowing uh, those things about someone. And, and so last time we, we heard like how you moved into ministry and, and, and I guess even through those stories, got a little bit of your, um, perspective and idea and almost theology of what, what church is supposed to look like. That was good stuff, but also wanted to just move this week or, or to this podcast, uh, talking a little bit about, um, you know, you, you spoke about Visible College, and um, of course, uh, you know, I've known Ken and, and some of those over the years as well, and and I've seen what, what they do out at Visible Visible uh, Music, and, and um, seen them move into the new building and, and, and uh, expand and grow, and, and I was just kind of want to take a little bit talking about Visible Music and what you're doing there, and talk a little bit about, um, you know, your ideas about music and the church and um, you know, this, it's, it's a hot topic button or hot, 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 is that a hot, hot, I don't know how you say it. Button. Hot button topic. I need a hot pocket. It's almost lunchtime. Getting close. Our brains. Yeah, no. Um, so visible, um, I think I mentioned this maybe last time visible was started by a guy named Ken Stortz. Ken was one of the founding members of the band Skillet. While Ken was touring or touring around with Skillet, um, he saw a couple of things. He saw one, like, bands that were really talented but didn't love Jesus well as they should or bands that loved Jesus really well but maybe needed some help in the talent department <laughs> and so he uh, he left Skillet like he could still be in Skillet's day but he left Skillet for the sole purpose of starting a college and um, his story I talked to him when I was like how because I can't how does somebody just start a college? Like, like, what? You just wake up one day and do this? <laughs> and um, and he said, well, he, he he knew what God wanted to do. He's very you know kind of pumped about it. He starts going to music festivals, handing out flyers to a college that doesn't yet exist <laughs> to see if he could get any interest. The ultimate bounce check. Yeah, that's right. You know, let's just yeah. see what happens here. And, music uh, pyramid scheme. Basically, you know. And, um, and so he's just handing out flyers like crazy and creates an application, hand out applications, again, to a college that doesn't exist. There's no, there's no existence. There's no location. There's no curriculum. There's literally just an idea. And... Is just, he was struggling to kind of get things going. And he finally, like, Lord, you're going to have to just do something. Like, you can show me if, I, if I'm doing the right thing or whatever. And he gets home from one of these festivals, and there's applications in the in the P.O. box. Wow. 
you know, for he's like, okay, so here we go. And so they started in like a catfish restaurant, like the back room of a catfish restaurant that they said would flood like crazy when it would rain. So just the <laughs> goofiest thing. So now they're they're downtown Memphis, right outside um, AutoZone Park where the Redbirds play, and it's a school that's designed to invest um, musically, worship leaders, songwriters, music. Uh, producers, uh, people that want to go in the music business side of things like managing and things like that. Um, people that just want to be musicians. So you, you can go and major in bass guitar, you know, or um, vocal. You know. And and so it's designed to equip you musically, but also to basically just sharpen you spiritually yeah. and disciple you. So they'll, they'll, they disciple you for three years. While you're there, it's through your uh, school, and so you come out on the other side. If you apply yourself, musically ready to roll, yeah. And as a if if again if you if you apply, um, you know, discipled, and um, and so it's really just a fascinating thing. So my role there is kind of ever evolving a little bit. Um, I I get the vision of the school well because I have been in ministry and I have been in a, like a band. So like I, I know what these two things look like. And so they use me a good bit to kind of uh, pitch the school to different people. Right. Um, and from kind of a recruiting standpoint, I guess, is the best way to, to, to describe it. Um, my role there is to help build relationships with churches because um, – it's, it's, it's important for the church to understand the role of music, you know, yeah. and, uh, and we can talk about that more in, in a minute. Um, and then the, uh, and then they have me, uh, long story, longest story short ever doing, um, like a podcast slash radio show. Um, and I sent, as I was putting, doing this morning, uh, I had to send a final demo off for, they want to, to pitch to radio syndication. So the, the plan is to be on 50 or 60 stations where I'm interviewing Christian musicians. So like people, uh, uh, I've, I've interviewed already uh, like JJ Weeks, Micah Tyler, Jason Gray, um, Dave Fry from Sidewalk Prophets. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's just a few kind of give you idea, like kind of what we're doing there. And so the point of the podcast is we don't talk about their music hardly at all. It's like let's talk about you. You know, let's yeah. just let's just hear your story. And so, um, in the in the point of it is is to connect the school with the music business side of things and to kind of connect them, but also just to kind of be an outlet for something that's not really done. A lot of times, what we do with, um kind of these Christian artists is, is if we're not careful, we'll kind of idolize them a little bit. And so kind of to, to humanize them and let's let them just, who, who, who is, who's little Micah Tyler? Like who, who is he, yeah. you know? And uh, he's got an unbelievable story and uh, how he, he drove a sausage truck for the longest time before he kind of broke into the music. Just he, he, unbelievable wow. storyteller. And um, so, you, so, so that's kind of what I'm working on right now in the big project and the big picture for visible to kind of connect with um, the music business, but with the, with the church. I think it's kind of a circular thing. You have these musicians out there that are creating music and, and honoring God with their abilities and their talents. You have a school that's training people for that world and for the church. And you have the church that's kind of participating yeah. in all of this. And so we should all kind of be connected to it. And so that's kind of a, it's kind of a roundabout 
way to say I do several things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think I think you know over the years, um, just of course, of course, I'm kind of older school than the rest of everybody in the room. Um, you know, I, I grew up in the age when like um, I don't know. I, I, I say stupid names like Striper. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, um, I, I, you know, we've seen this evolution of Christian music um, since my teenage years to where like um, there was almost like, you know, an outcry from the churches that didn't like it happening at all to the students and young people who are like, you know, we need something so that we can listen to and not feel like we're offending our uh, moral stances and all of that, and, yeah. And so, like over the years, there's just been this these so many evolutions of Christian Christian music and worship music. And I mean, I, worship music wasn't a thing when Christian music came out. Honestly, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it was it was just let's put out a product that um, you know tries to be somewhat relevant. So that the Christian student can listen to, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, like that kind BC of CC talk me. was like the, yeah, yeah, band, yeah. Like, it, stuff but, like that. but you know, yeah. it's just like it was just like uh, Christian music was there as yeah. a tool to kind of almost just be an alternative to um, what the world was putting out, you know. But now, like you have worship music, and somewhere along the line, it made that transition to like, you know, some of that type of music started coming into the church, you know, and I watched a documentary on, um, oh, uh, Ragamuffin Man. Uh, um, Rich Mullins. Yeah, yep. Rich Mullins, I mean, a little while back, and, you know, just seeing how, like, things just changed over time, you know, and, and um, yeah, I don't know, I, it's, it's just been cool to kind of be, live through this time to see music, like, morphing almost in the Christian music world. Well, it happened in a hurry, because, like you said, it really, before you guys were born, though, um, really at the mid-90s is when you saw, like, DC Talk. Yeah. DC Talk literally changed the game mm-hmm. yeah, that's who for I Christian music. Of, like, yeah. Christian music, like, really, like, went into, like, kind of, like, pop culture. Not, like, really pop culture, but, like, just, like, kind of changed and everything like that, because all those guys are basically still big now so obviously like they had something good going on i guess well they first of all they were the probably one of the best concerts i've ever seen like because it's oh, yeah, the bet. idea of having three front men in a band is one why they couldn't continue anymore yeah. you know <laughs> but but two like it was it was it was nuts it's unbelievable show like i seen them one time um they DC Talk was the first Christian band to play like uh, coliseums and stuff. Right. You know, we we go to Winter Jam and stuff at, at FedEx Forum or at Landers Center or yeah. other Christian co- Mercy Me is at, at FedEx or whatever. That didn't happen before the mid nineties. Right. When DC Talk was the first one to break through that stuff. Before that, Christian bands only played. Churches, right? You play churches, and so that's why I said like in twenty five years. And so then, what mid nineties, late nineties is when you really saw the worship music movement ramp up, and um, and it's 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 been good in a lot of ways. Um, I think it's I think it's caused the Christian music world a lot of confusion. Right? It's yeah. like what are what what am I? You know, yeah, like is yeah, is this sure. a is this a is this a worship song or is this just like 
a God honoring song, you know, yeah, so which yeah. which can get a little confusing because because now you've you've watered it down to a genre, worse mm-hmm. down to a genre, right. which I think is where a lot of the issues in the church have come from. Um, with worship wars, you know, the thing we right. talk about, and because we we've we've brought worship down to a genre of music, um, and I don't think it's really anybody's fault, and I don't think that's necessarily a problem. The problem is the mentality of followers of Christ that can't process what that really means. That's the issue. Mm-hmm. It's not a music problem. Music is a vehicle, um, like anything else. Uh, it, it, it'd be the same as if we if we blame our building on things, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know, we're, we're, we have a building war, and those exist, <laughs> right? Like there's like right. there are churches that split. So, you know, somebody told me a story once about um, you, you drive by this church, and one side of the roof was one way, and the other side was the other way, a different way. And I said, why is it this way? They said, well, the church they they could they couldn't quit arguing over what type of roof they wanted on the building, so they just compromised and. Went half and half, you know, and like that's a that's a real true story, you yeah. know. And so, like, it's, it's not just a music thing; it's just that music is the most prevalent one. And so, you know, we we have to be careful not to identify worship as music. Worship is the vehicle. Uh, music is the vehicle of our worship, and if we, as the church, will get that then it will change the dynamic of our time of worship in our churches. Uh, I never, not allowed because I'm not like a dictator, but like I really would, I would brush off conversations about music in my previous stops when people would try to go down that road. And I I would just kind of brush it off because I didn't want, that wasn't the right conversation. Right, You're having the wrong conversation. You're talking about a guitar. You're talking about, a style you're talking about a song and that's got really nothing to do with what we're doing here you know and sometimes people would ask me when they come to visit or before they would visit the church they'd say what kind of music do y'all play here and in my head i'm praying like lord don't let them come here you know like i don't want them here because if that's the first question you're asking me then then yeah we got problems you know and, uh, and so I would always give them the most unsatisfactory answer I could come up with, you know. <laughs> and so I would just like, we, we play songs to honor God, you know, that's mm-hmm. all I'd tell them. And, uh, and usually they didn't come, and I was glad, you know, it was an answer to prayer. Uh, either, you know, if your heart is right, come on, but not, then go on. And so what we have to do in the church um, as followers of Christ is do a better job of, of having the right conversations about worship. Right. And when you have the right conversations enough about worship, then the music really, the, the conversation about the music really dies away. Right. Um, and that was something I was very proud of in my, in my previous stop is the music was never discussed. We never talked, like nobody ever talked about it. Mm-hmm. It was it was quality. I mean, it was, it was, it was good. But it, nobody ever joined that church. Again, we, we went from 160 to over 400 in right. four years. Nobody one time ever said, I'm joining this church because I love the music. Right. Yeah. Like it literally never happened. Yeah. And I tell you something else. They never said like, I'm joining this church because we love your preaching. Right. But time and time and time again, to kind of go back to what we kind of mentioned last week, it was the people here are just like, they love us. They love, yeah. Like when I came here, the people cared about me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I would tell people, I said, go think about the number of places you go during your week where someone's genuinely glad to see you. And it's not because they want your money. 
you know <laughs> and uh, so that list went from like a few to like zero right yeah, you know exactly. and, I, and I would even make the joke of like even my house you know like my wife has had the kids all day and then I go home it's not like oh I'm so glad to see you because of you it's like I love you here's the kids I need a break you know yeah. and um and, which I don't blame her I'm the same way when I have them all day and uh and the kids they don't care you're there they're just like hey I don't I'm, I'm just snack well get your, you know get your own snack <laughs> yeah. and um and so, like when you when you think about the the number of places that people are genuinely glad to see you when you show up and, and they don't want your money, I can't think of anywhere. Right. Walmart's not glad to see me. Um, McDonald's sure ain't glad to see me. You know, um, like there, there's there's nowhere except the church. You know, and so if we the church are genuine and care about people, then. They're going to know that. And they're going to say, you know what? I, I don't feel this literally anywhere else. Right. I don't feel it at work. I don't feel it a lot of times at home. I don't feel it at restaurants. I don't feel it at places I go. I don't feel it at stores. But I come here and I'm literally feeling something. I don't get anywhere else. And it is the fact that I'm valued and I care. Well, why are they valued and they care? What, what we see them as when they come in is someone that's made in the image of God and that the Son of God gave his life to redeem. And so when we get that mentality, the conversation of like the music and those things, it kind of begins to die away and allows us to have the real conversation and then to have genuine worship. And I, and I pull my philosophy of worship right out of Acts chapter four, James and John, God used them to heal the lame man, good walk. And the religious leaders watching this happen and they're sick of watching like these followers of Jesus really get a following like people are really hearing what they you know this is on the heels of the Pentecost and so as as followers of Christ are strengthening in numbers the religious leaders elite they are losing power and so they they grab James and grab John and bring them in before the council and they said look you got to cut this out like quit talking about this Jesus. You got to stop. We're gonna we're gonna mess you up if you don't stop. And so they sent him out of the room for a second. And one of the older guys in the room kind of speaks up and yeah. says, "Look, like if if we do anything to these guys, that lame man that couldn't walk that everybody knows, he's running around in the streets right now. If we hurt these guys, they're gonna kill us. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And so he says, "Look, let let if 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 this Jesus is the real Jesus." then okay if he's not he's going to prove himself not to be the real messiah just like all these other people that had claimed to be the messiah and so they bring him back in and they say let's just threaten them and send them out and they say hey uh get out of here don't talk about this jesus anymore if you keep doing it we're gonna mess you up and so and this is this these are the same people that had jesus arrested and crucified by the right. way you know and so they send him out well why while this was happening while while james or, or uh, Peter and John, yeah, uh, excuse me, had been arrested. Peter told him, he said, look, you do whatever you have to do to us. We're going to tell people what we've seen and heard. That's the key phrase. We're going to tell people what we have seen and what we've heard. Well, what have they seen and heard? They had seen the resurrection of Jesus by this point, and they had heard his teaching and all this. So they, they, they knew. Well, the believers had begun to gather in a home, so not a church building. Remember, there, there were no... The only church buildings at this time were the Jewish tabernacles, you know? So, like, there wasn't a Baptist church down the street or whatever. And so the believers have begun to gather together, and they're praying for Peter and John. 
Well, Peter and John get there, and they they tell them what happened. And it says in Acts chapter 4, when Peter and John told of everything that had happened, that the people began to sing. And when they began to sing, the building shook. Well, what does that teach us about worship? Worship is a response inside the walls to what's happening outside the walls. And so the reason we struggle in our churches and we fuss so much over music and worship is because there's not a whole lot going on in our lives outside the walls. Yeah. And so the only thing we're bringing inside the walls is a preference. Because right. I'm sorry, man. Like if you're if you're seeing if you are taking part in the work of God, and you're seeing people come to know Christ, and you're seeing lives impacted, and you're seeing lives changed, and you're and you're bringing people to your church that God's placed you in, and you're seeing them grow in Christ, or you're seeing them come to Christ, or you're seeing the uh, the word of uh, of God being planted in their hearts, and, and for hopefully to be manifested down the line. If you are taking part in those things and you're seeing those things happen in your life, I don't care. Like if you want to sing um uh I don't Amazing Grace, heck yeah, let's do this. Yeah. You want to sing No Longer Slaves? Heck yeah, let's do this. Like you put whatever you want up there because I'm so pumped about what's happening. I just can't <laughs> wait to celebrate. And so music in our churches is our opportunity to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Music is is a universal thing that we sing together, uh, um, that we can do together. You can't you can't start reciting poems together in in <laughs> yeah. a church, right? Because people are going to go different meters and rhymes and different things. You can't come in and just everybody start speaking at once about what God has done today or in this week. So 100 people show up. All right, you know what? During this time of worship, I want everybody just to say right now what God has done in your life this week. It's chaos, right? You can't. Yeah. You have no idea what you're doing. But you take a song that's got meter, that's got beat, that's got rhythm, and that's got repetitiveness to it, and you put it and you and you sing that. You can do that together. Mm-hmm. That's what music is. It's the thing that we join in together to celebrate what God is doing. That's it. Like it's literally as simple as that. And so we've had churches like blow sky high over this thing that is simply the vehicle. Yeah, people leave churches all the time um, over this idea of it's not the kind of music I like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and, and I'm sorry. And if, you know, whoever's listening, if like your relative did this, I'm sorry. But um, if, 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 somebody, if somebody leaves a church because they don't like the style of music, and I'm sorry, people can come up with a bazillion different reasons and you can edit this out if you need to. Um, <laughs> people can come up with a bazillion different reasons as to giving mm, to give themselves the reason they think they need. They can talk about the music in this way from a in their minds a spiritual standpoint. It's not. It's a preference thing. If you leave a church because of a preference, I really have to wonder if you know Christ. Mm. I really do. And I, yeah. I I just. If, if there's that little fruit being born in your life outside the walls that you can allow yourself to become so bitter inside the walls over the vehicle of worship, then you've either got an idol that is so far out of whack that God's going to have to really deal with you on it, or you, I don't know if you can know Christ to do that at the same time. And so that's, um, so yeah, it's, it's way simpler than we make it. It's way simpler than we make it. Yeah. It's not like this huge, like theological, this is what worship is, but 
basically it's just glorifying God for what he's done. And like, we're all coming and like, and like, like he said, like, I like how you put it where, you know, we could come in on Sunday and everyone would be like, all right, what did God do in y'all's lives? And then like all this talk at one time be chaotic, but instead we have this thing that's going to keep us in rhythm and basically say like how great our God is and how he's doing all these wonderful things, but we're being able to say it together and worship together and stuff like that. And so it brings like a whole entire new level to it and stuff. And think about what that means. I'm sorry. Think about what that means. So you we come together. How great is our God? Like everybody hug Chris Tomlin, right? Yeah. And so we're just going to that <laughs> And so we're saying, how great is our God? And he is. And so that 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 goes two different ways. One, you're proclaiming literally what you understand in Scripture, which so all of us are gathering together, what we understand in Scripture of how great he is. But then you get into the personal aspect of it. And so the four of us here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we could sit in, in the same building, um, and sing how great is our God and I'm celebrating I don't even, I don't know what God did in your life this week yeah but I'm celebrating with my brother in Christ mm-hmm. and Noah I'm celebrating with my brother in Christ what God did with him this week and they're celebrating memes and, and we're celebrating with Scott what God has done in his life this week and we don't even know what it is yeah um, now that gets into the, the very importance of small groups but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, another, that's another conversation for another day um, because that's when you can begin to share the kind of the 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 specifics of it but that's what it is like like so think about that when we're gathering together we're literally we're celebrating him what we know to be truth in his word and then we're celebrating the specifics and so like i should be i, I should hardly know what the song is mm-hmm. you know like i should be so enamored thinking of who my god is yeah and and what he's done in my life and what he's allowed me to be a part of as far as his work is concerned that it doesn't matter who's around me it doesn't matter what we're singing um, in, 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 a, in a genre type way. Can I, can I sing it and celebrate who my God is? And can I celebrate him with my brothers and sisters? And, and that just takes the, the, the conversation and just smooths it out. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it just it makes it such a sweeter thing. Right. Yeah, I think in, like, so I've been involved in student ministry for 20 well i keep saying 20 something i guess i'm i'm guess i'm getting 30 years of, yeah. of being involved in student ministry at this point <laughs> but um so so you know like uh i think that what you're saying just kind of rings true and just me thinking back uh on all of those big occasions where worship was just super sweet through worship through song was super sweet setting it you know the ski lodge, or sitting and setting out on the lake, or sitting, you know, in, in those environments where we have small group really happening, and we're talking through what's going on in our lives, and then we meet in song together. Like it no longer is just this emotional thing that like is. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. You can be at a rock concert and be and be wrapped up emotionally in the music. But when you're wrapped up in other people's lives and their connection with Christ, and you can see that connection through the song that you're singing, uh, you just see that beauty. And then I also see that like some of the sweetest moments of worship have not been at this great big huge youth rally or yeah. even passion. Passion was great this last year. All those people shoved in that great complex. It was a great moment, mm-hmm. but that wasn't the sweetest worship. I think the some of the best times I've ever been in worship is like what we had at Juarez, serving all day, 
touching people's lives, being the hands and feet for Christ, and then sitting around afterwards and singing a song together with just a guitar and a few guys who in the last minute just kind of worked to make sure they Mm -hmm. were in the same key. You know, those moments are like, you know, um, the ones where the, the songs even go deeper because you're, you're connecting on this totally differently. You're being, you're being Christ to people and then you're worshiping afterwards and, and, and through music and you just, that, that, that one transitions to the next. It's mm-hmm. not this, it's not this cold, let's come in and sing these three verses um, and listen to some beautiful piano work or what, I mean, or, or guitar or whatever it is, yeah. you know, or it's, it's, it, you're, you're, you're not separate from the music. You're part of the music and what's going on in that moment. I've led, I think I've led worship through music <clears throat> In about every context mm-hmm. imaginable, right? <laughs> and I've I've been in huge gatherings. I've been at like five people, you know, and I've been full band, five piece band that can blow the roof off. And I've been me and a guitar, me and a piano, and everywhere in between. And it always is dependent on the heart that you're leading. And so I've been in, I've been in situations at these big churches that these huge facilities and you're thinking, heck yeah, like this is going to be yeah. an awesome event, right? Mm-hmm. And you go in, you're like, man, that was like leading a brick wall. Right. You know, <laughs> and it was in that was that was terrible and I I don't want to do that anymore. And then I've been in situations where you know, it's it's real like you said, it's just a real small gathering and it's just me and a guitar or me and one other person and a guitar and it's like, Well that was that was really just was a good. genuine yeah, time. Authentic. And I think like I think I think through um have y'all have you been to um like the college student conference or anything that through BSU Not yet? yet. Oh, you go. I've led there a couple of times. And what you have there, you have students that want to be there yeah. mm-hmm. because they love Jesus. And it's like, oh, I think I've led those like maybe three times through the years. And so that's one of my favorite. So then you got like, uh, you know, seven, eight hundred thousand, something like that at different times. And you're like, oh, cool. Like they want to be here. They love Jesus. And then like, I know, like another one that sticks out in my mind is is a group of college students um, in somewhere in the middle of Arkansas in a, we were in a cabin right, with like, 15 students and it was me on keys and another buddy on guitar and it was just this unbelievable genuine sweet time but it, what you had in gathering on both those things that stick in my mind were people that wanted to be there yeah and it was out of normal context and they were at that point in their time truly trying to live their lives for Christ mm-hmm. and, and and you see this genuine stuff and like you said when we gather together and we're, we're working alongside each other and that should be like church as a whole we have relationships with each other where we're so intertwined with each other's lives um, where when we are gathering together, I know what you're going through and I know what God's doing because I know you. You can't do it with everybody. Right? Yeah. But you, there should be a group of people that you know. And so as, as we're singing, you know, this specific song about, you know, healing and, 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 and the God that, that can do that, our mind runs to you know, Jill over here, who I know. Yeah. And I know what God's doing in life. And so I'm celebrating God 
based on her story that he's writing with her. Right, right. And so it's like you get, I get goosebumps when you kind of start talking about it, thinking about it, because it's such this fascinating, beautiful thing. If we'll just get out of the dadgum way and um, yeah. and quit having these ridiculous conversations yeah. and go love your neighbor. Right. I had a guy, uh, Bob Goff, who is my favorite uh, author. He's got a new book coming out June 23rd. Buy it. Um, and buy me one. I haven't bought it yet. But um, I, 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 I didn't know who he was until last year. And I, I was at a thing. My wife and I were at a thing. And, and, and he was spoke, spoke at it. I was like, okay, I love this guy. So I got all his books, read them. I, I kind of. I follow him on Twitter and all these kind of things, just kind of keep up with what everything he's doing. And so I saw a guy, he posted something, and, and, and Bob Goff, and he says, Bob Goff and I, theologically, we're going to hit some forks throw, we're going to differentiate. Right. And I couldn't care less, because he's going to have his reasons scripturally why he believes certain things, but what I do know is he knows Jesus. Right. And, and, he, and he loves him well. And so we can disagree on many things. Well, you can't disagree on Jesus. So Bob Goff and I agree on Jesus. Other things, and I don't know anything right off, but I, I'm pretty sure we'd probably disagree on certain things. Well, he posted something like a, like a quote, and I can't remember what the quote was, but if you're coming from a mindset of like you're always trying to find something wrong with something, and this guy posts on there, and it was something to do with, 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 with it, it was scriptural, and this guy said, don't you think that could be misconstrued? Don't you think that could be kind of taken too far or whatever? And the guy that posted that, he wasn't trying to be a jerk about it to give him credit. But it was just like, why has everybody got to run these things? And Bob Goff's response was, hey, check out this verse and this verse and go buy a puppy. <laughs> and that's all he said to him, you know? Go buy a puppy. And so, like, and what's he saying? He's like, man, lighten up. Yeah. Lighten up and and have some fun and, and, and enjoy the gifts that God has all around us, enjoy his creation, enjoy the relationships he's given us, pay attention to the story he's writing within you, build relationships with people and see what God's doing in their life, and then gather together with people and celebrate the pieces. And whether that is an old song or a new song or in between song, as long as it points to who Christ is and the one true God, then then sing that thing, Yeah, you know? Yeah, I think that uh, for our student ministry right now, that moment for us was kind of last year. We went to Mission Puge. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we had, for several months, there was a lot of work going on in the hearts oh, 100%. of our students yeah. and our leaders. And, and a lot of transition had been going on last year and, and so last year we stepped at the mission fuge unloaded our bags got snacks or whatever it was that we did and then they had a worship service that first night and the dude gets up there is like thanks for being here to mission fuge and you know all the hype and all that kind of stuff you know and playing some silly game with balls bouncing around the room and the dude hits the first key and we don't care what song's happening. It's like our whole student ministry made a flood to the front yeah. and, and got some stuff worked out and it was like Worship yeah. was happening through our group on the first night. We didn't even give you a chance to like lead yeah. us in a song. Like we just... didn't even we didn't even wait till Friday night, cry night. That's like, right. Like you, it's yeah. always Friday night. We were like first night. We we and, all and, flooded. And, 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 you didn't even and they didn't even know the what to do. Yeah. They didn't even know what to do. That's how like because they had never seen like something like that before. Uh, honestly, yeah. in my in my almost thirty years of student ministry, I've never seen that really either. You know, because you go to youth camp, you see this thing happen where everybody starts getting. 
I don't know, tuned in yeah. <laughs> throughout the week. I but, mean, it was but like we, we were just had a lot of people who were ready to go, and, and which was strange because we're this little Southern Baptist church up on the hill out here. You know, we don't yeah. have, you know, like I can see where if you went to one of these more like, you know, charismatic style churches or something like that to where, you know, you have people who make these move, movements to the through the room or come to the front and all those types of things. Um, but yeah. that's really not our DNA, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, when, when somebody comes to the front in our church, it's because they're, you know, they're coming because they're dealing with something big or making a decision. I don't, I'm not saying that's the right thing. I, I, I wish that we would see more movement. Uh, but, but it's not our DNA to see that. And so that night, it was just like the first key hits and then half or more of our students make like this rush to the front because they're dealing with Christ that night. Yeah. You know? And um, so, so you see that, you know, in a moment like that to where music is just this vehicle to express what is already going on in the lives mm-hmm. and hearts. And it was because you guys, as a student ministry, had like already been building those connections and bonds. And so when you see one guy move, the other guy moves, and this guy goes, I want to be a part of that. And then yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you got you know, 40 students down in a pit slobbering all each other over each I other mean, trying to get... I, I crawled you know. that whole entire week because, I mean, we had, what, was it 11? Mm-hmm. 11 kids yeah. in our youth ministry get saved, and all 11 of them, like, I've... And not, mm-hmm. say, not saved but, in the traditional, yeah. like, way that you see students come to Christ. Mm-hmm. It was... It was you knew that these were real decisions because that like, they, admit, it didn't they, take, they didn't take that coast coach. Yeah. It didn't take y'all come for, you know, it didn't take that. You know, yeah. they wanted, let's and I get mean, this stuff settled now. And like all of them were like, Hey, I thought I was saved because I went, went down out when I was eight years old at a VBS or, you know, I said a prayer in kindergarten and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I was crying the whole entire week. Cause these are guys and like that I've been like loving on and just like investing in for months and just to see them, like when Wes, oh my gosh! Like I like when Wes when he like you know got mm-hmm. saved that night. I mean I I mean I'm I was in the back and I remember I just like ran to like the front of the room and just gave him the biggest hug because like we had been like you know just loving on everybody I guess and everything like that. So like when all that comes together and you're like wow this is what God's doing in that person's life and I get to see that like God you are awesome and I'm you know it's like it's kind of cool like you're saying like i'm singing this song and like during the whole entire song i'm like hey this is what so-and-so is going through so i'm worshiping god because of what he's doing in this person's life and stuff like that like it's not always just about like this is what god's doing in my life this is what you know these people that i love this is what he's doing in their lives and so it's such a whole new perspective going into it and stuff like that because you know you can have a song you'll be like I, I don't relate to that at all but when you got like relationships with other people in the church that you know y'all loving on each other and just praying for each other being invested in each other's lives you're like oh my gosh that's exactly what god's doing in so-and-so's life and stuff like that so i'm gonna worship you know so yeah i like how you brought that up like it brings a whole new perspective i guess to you know worship <laughs> yeah in scripture like it's pretty clear that like the testimonies of the saints are a big deal yeah you know and we've turned testimony into like testimony time uh, yeah where somebody who has no public speaking <laughs> ability whatsoever you know gets up there for 45 minutes and wanders around you're like i'm not quite sure what's happening here you know and uh, so every, every once in a while you get you get a, you get a a good one that that's like well they they've spoken in front of people before but like i can't I can't think of a time that like somebody got in front of a church for a quote I'm gonna give my testimony right now where I I was not very uncomfortable by the end. 
you know because right. yeah. I'm like alright cool like I, you're super sweet and you're a great person and your story is great but man you've never spoken in front of people before and so like I can't I can't hear your words because like you're your like words. shaking you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um and 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 because the reality is like there's times for that and that's great yeah you know and we get in front of, like 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 the war thing we get up and we share about what God did through that time right and so there's times for it but the best thing is as you're living life with people the great commission when what when he said go into the world he's saying as you're going yeah right as, you're, as going. you're going like wherever I put you mm-hmm. as you're going there's gonna be times where I'm gonna give you opportunity to go to a war as or whatever and take those opportunities. But really it's like, as you're going to Walmart today, like you be Christ to those people. Um, as you go to McDonald's today, yep. we're talking about McDonald's a lot, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even go to McDonald's. Um, you getting your McNuggets from McDonald's. Is that, when you buy that 40 count in there <laughs> for a dollar, um, like when you're going to this restaurant, you know, and I and and I, I, I'm a creature of habit. I go to the same restaurants. When I get done here, I'm going to a restaurant I go to all the time. When I walk in that place, they will meet me at my table with my drink. Okay, like that's <laughs> we're like, we, and it's not good, but here we are. Yeah, and um, and so I just view things through like I'm going to be Christ to these people, mm-hmm. and and so at a restaurant like I go there all the time and so I get to know the people that work there and, and through the years I've had my wife and I have, have, have had a number of these waitresses while they're working in maybe a slower time sit down and you do, and you know as well like you don't run around like wearing a badge of like hey what's up my name is Austin I'm a pastor right because yeah. Jill makes people very uncomfortable and um <laughs> Yeah, and I find so, that, I find that when they finally do find out that I'm a pastor, like that's when it's like, oh, they're nope. like, yeah, they change. I, I t- let me tell you a little funny story. Talking Jesus talk all of a sudden, you know. <laughs> Remind me of old Charlie's in a second. I'll tell you a funny story about that. And so, we, we've had, my wife and I have an opportunity. Like they'll sit down and just pour their hearts out to us, mm-hmm. and like we're saying, we share Christ with them. What an unbelievable thing to get to be a part of. I didn't do anything. I ordered ordered a pepperoni pizza. Yeah, way too many times. You know, like <laughs> like that's that was my con- and and but and, and but I, I, I've been a concern just to be kind. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I'm gonna be kind to you. You make a mistake, I don't care. It's okay. You're a human being. You know, and so we have all these little opportunities just to be kind to people, be Christ to people if we take them, and then we build relationships with people in our church families, and then we come together and we're just celebrating that. But we have to, but we know those testimonies because we know those people. Right. Mm-hmm. It's not because I got in front of him and gave his testimony. And so that's what's so important. Um, my old Charlie's story was there was, um, I, I, I went there. I was hungry, right, obviously. And so I was finishing up my outline for a message. This has been a couple of years ago. And for lack, I, I don't really know how to say this well, but the waitress was clearly like a homosexual. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was very clear. And... <clears throat> So I got my Bible out and I'm kind of making my notes. I got a book I'm using for a resource. I'm kind of sorry. and uh, and she said, uh, "What are you reading there?" You know, she's waiting like a Harry Potter or something. You know, and I was like, uh, "Well, this is this is a uh, is my Bible." You know, I'm, I'm a pastor of a church, so I'm, I'm just getting ready for my message on Sunday. And like, she's like, "Oh, oh, uh, um, well, that's that's great." And the rest of the time, she called me Reverend. Right, like she right. got. He go, Reverend, was your was your chicken okay? It was great. It was fine, <laughs> but it really broke my heart. Right, cause like, man, like this girl, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. Um, 
except as soon as she knew I was a Christian, mm-hmm. she was immediately terribly uncomfortable. And some people would say, well, that's because of you know the sin in her life. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's because we have made certain sins worse than others. We've kind of wandered off through that yeah. way. Made certain sins worse than others. And so she feels so uncomfortable with me where she can't even just be my waitress and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I went out my ways to be kind to whatever and I and I tipped really well. Right. Like absurd, like probably more than my meal that day. You know, because I was like, I'm just gonna make sure like she understands like whatever I can do here. And I wrote her a note and I was like, hey listen, like um if I can never be of any encouragement to you. It wasn't like, hey, if you need to get saved, call me. You know, right. if I can just ever encourage you um, in any way, please don't ever hesitate to reach out. And I put my email or phone number or something on there. And she never called me, but it's just kind of the mindset again of like, just be kind to people yeah. mm-hmm. as you're going to be nice to people. Be, you're literally being Jesus to people. And when we gather, when we, so if we'll just be Jesus to the people out there and, the, and build relationships with people that, that Christ has brought into our lives and be Jesus to them, Right, mm-hmm. and gather together with those people, and with those stories, of what happens out there? I oh, will worship our socks off, man. You know. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I think about Acts, and uh, you know, and, and always kind of that kind of conversation makes me think about you know, uh, I forget the chapter and verse at the moment, but like you were saying, as the church was growing in community and numbers and growing in those early days, it says it was also growing in standing with the people around. Yeah. Um, and, and we kind of leave that out in the church today sometimes, I think. We, we see ourselves as separate. Um, the church sees itself as like, we're not doing what they do, and, and almost oppositional with everything that is the world. And, um, well, the church in Acts was growing in numbers. Um, people were getting saved, you know, thousands at a time. You know, people were coming to Christ, and, and community was growing, and people were selling junk and taking care of each other. And they were growing in the favor of mm-hmm. the world around them. And um, why can't we do that as the church? I mean, I, that's, that's just... Oh, it's spot on. People say, I want to be more like the, um, the New Testament church. Uh-huh. No, you don't. No, Stop you don't. it. Get out of here. You don't want to be uncomfortable. Stop it. You don't want you know? to be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and because, because even then, like, I, I, I love you brought that up. Because it's so true. Like, the community loves them. They're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I don't believe what you believe, but you're great. Right. Like, yeah. you're awesome. Like, thank you for existing. Like, you know? they're like, hey, Christians are here. Like, hey, this is awesome. But now it's like, oh, Christians are here. Now we're going to be judged. Oh, reverend. Like, right. Yeah, the reverend's here, reverend. you know. <laughs> reverend's at table three. Go give them this tenders. Right. If I burn them, I'm gosh he's gonna pray against me you know yeah. and uh but in, in that same acts is so so it's my favorite books to teach acts 242 it says they devote themselves to the teaching of the word right they devote themselves to prayer and they devote themselves to breaking bread together and the church blew sky high man it grew like crazy mm-hmm. and no mention of any like like any things we mentioned no 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 mention of like a worship service right no mention of like a specific Sunday thing, even you know, right? Um, all the it, it does tell they gathered all that kind of stuff, but it is that wasn't the focus. Mm-hmm. The focus was the word, prayer, community with each other, and then loving the community around them. Yeah, and they reach people like crazy. Yeah, and don't take this wrong. Like I, I mean, when I when I say what I'm fixing to say, theology is like so important. I believe, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I believe it is. And, and so don't take this wrong about what I'm about to say, but also in the New Testament church, they didn't have like deep theology. theology. 
They didn't even know that yet. They didn't even understand that. The books of the New Testament hadn't even been written yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so the theology was Jesus. Yeah. Love God. Love your neighbor. I mean, that, that was the... I mean, it's that literally all be, they knew. That had to be the theology because that's all they knew. And so, you and know... obviously um, that's all they needed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, Heck yeah. All right, man. Guys, good, good, good conversation today. Austin, thank you for coming. And, sure, man. Yeah. And, Enjoyed uh, it. And shedding uh, some light on some topics and sharing your story and just uh, being with us. I so appreciate it. Um, if you're interested... And more of what we talk about here on the i3 podcast, uh, like us, uh, follow us on our Instagram page. We just got that started up here just a little while ago. So like Austin, we only have three pictures on ours as well. Um, but uh, see us at Ignite Invest Impact. Uh, that is our, uh, you can you can look us up on um, the uh, yeah, on Instagram Spotify, there. Uh, um, also, if you need to reach out to us, you can you can reach us there, or you can also email us at igniteinvestimpact at gmail, and um, we'll see your we'll see your comments and stuff. And and um, yeah, uh, we we put a we put a link right to uh, the podcast. And, yeah, and I, on our I Instagram, believe right? we have. I believe we have the kind of the podcast. Um, uh, is a little hard to get to, but if if you mm-hmm. you're there, you should be able to just like it. And listen, yeah. right? So I don't have to tell you to get how to get to the podcast. You're on it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. That welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, and and we were joking earlier. I'm actually learning Twitter too. We actually have a Twitter page as well. Just don't use it because I'm too stupid. So uh, <laughs> I even know yeah. What <laughs> But anyways, uh, yeah, reach out to us uh, if, for any questions. If if you listen to this stuff that we're talking about, all this Jesus stuff, um, somebody out there I know is just listening and going, I don't really know about all that. Um, we'd love to love you as well. So just uh, feel free to reach out, contact, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we just would love to have conversation. Um, thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. Stay sweet.